Today on Deep Adventure Radio, we have with us a young lion, Father Richard McNally of St. Martha's Catholic Church in Houston, Texas. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We're thrilled to have with us today a young lion, uh, Father Richard McNally. He's the vicar of the Catholic Church, St. Martha's Catholic Church in Houston, Texas. And you are all invited, men uh, and, and, and their sons are all invited if they're confirmation age or older, to come join us on October 22nd at St. Martha's Church in Houston, Texas, the long ride home is rolling thunder into the church. It's where we're going to begin uh, the shoot for our new EWTN reality TV show. Seven of us are going to roll thunder into the into um, Houston, and then out from there into the Big Bend country, you know, the high desert. And we're going to be pursuing uh, the interior life of prayer. So uh, seven men are going to roll thunder, and we're going to really get in the guts of it. We're going to get in the nuts and bolts of it. And uh, we're going to have a little adventure on the way as we talk about a contemplative prayer. So I'll be praying for us. Uh, we're heading out on that ride. Uh, I'm actually going to be heading out early. I'm going to be riding my Harley from where I live now in Cocoa Beach, Florida, uh, over to Houston. And then we're as I ride one at one by one, the other riders are going to. Um, roll thunder with me until we'll have a whole group of seven. And if you're a rider and you want to help escort us out of uh, Houston, you're welcome to come to that event and roll thunder with us. We're going to be there from eight to noon, and then we're going to roll thunder into the inner city of Houston uh, with Jason Jones and give away uh, Imago Dei uh, bags to the homeless people there. So please come and join us. You can fly into Houston, enjoy this this half day with other men, and uh, by all means, if you're a, if you're a bike rider, join us on on a on an hour or so of our ride as we roll thunder out of there. So you know, my my uh, publisher, Servant Books, has been asking me to read little excerpts of my new book, Deep Adventure: The Way of Heroic Virtue, uh, on on air, and I've been doing that would be getting a really good response. We want to encourage you to consider getting this book for your small groups. It's it's a perfect book to, uh, it's like the, the chapters are five to six, seven pages long. So you can um, share and they're cool. It's like my first book. It's full of adventure, true stories, but all used to underline uh, the, the teachings of the church. And we go into a, a really deep, but also kind of engaging view of the seven virtues. So I'm going to just read a little bit uh, from my book. You might hear a turn, uh, page turn um, from the new book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. So I'm just going to jump in the middle somewhere here. Uh, to outside to outsiders, big wave riders seem like lunatics. They willingly put themselves right in the middle of the most dangerous ocean conditions. Many people think big wave riders have a death wish, but the opposite is true. Their go-for-it attitude is really a life wish. They want to live to the fullest. They want to squeeze every ounce of life out of each moment. To do that, they have to have their wits about them. And they have, I'm going to turn my page now, and they have to constantly develop 
their physical, mental, and emotional strength. In other words, they must be prudent. So this is a discussion uh, that, that the book is having on the virtue of prudence. And prudence has a bad rap, you guys. Prudence has a bad rap. We think of it as prudish people. But really, uh, you don't need to be prudent unless you're going to be bold. And every Christian is called to be bold. So I'll continue reading from uh, the book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. The Catechism says prudence is the virtue that disposes practical reason to discern our true good in every circumstance and to choose the right means of achieving it. St. Thomas Aquinas took his cue from Aristotle when he wrote that prudence is right reason in actions. Prudence is what guides our actions in wisdom and righteousness. Prudence is not weakness or timidity. As the Catechism tells us, it's called aruga virtutum. In other words, the charioteer of the virtues. It guides other virtues by setting rule and measure. Prudence isn't shaped by fear, but by courage. In fact, you don't even need prudence unless you're going to be bold. Abandoning yourself to God's will requires a prudent boldness. It means you go against the norm. If you are going to stay inside your comfort zone, you don't need prudence at all. All you need is a footrest. God is like a wild man. Take a look at nature, even into space, at black holes and supernovas. There's nothing quiet or timid about God's creation, and there's nothing quiet or timid about his will. Prudence is like a big wave rider's jet ski partner. It takes you out to the big wave, supports you, and brings you safely back to shore. Look at what the Catechism says again. Prudence guides other virtues by setting rule and measure, understanding the conditions, knowing the dangers, and familiarizing yourself with the current of life is crucial to your journey into the virtues. Without prudence, we cannot fully experience God's plan for us. Without prudence, we are lost beneath the crushing waves, or worse, left sunning ourselves on the shores of mediocrity. We need to let Prudence be the charioteer holding the reins to the power of our passions, directing us through life's pitfalls. Charioteers have to be strong, courageous, and in balance. They are not timid. Charioteers lead the charge into battle. Likewise, prudence can be our utmost powerful ally in battle. The charioteer of prudence stands up above the fray of the infantry and sees how the battle is going. Let the bold wisdom of prudence guide your chariot. You guys, let's get in our chariots and let's ride. You know, just like the guys on this motorcycle ride, we're going to roll thunder through Texas. Get on your iron horse, get on your hog, get on your chariot, get on with your life, and let God lead you into the bold adventure that he has for you. But let prudence guide you. I'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Hi, this is Doug Barry from BattleReadyStrong.com. When I'm not hitting the weights or running up and down the mountains, I like to listen to Bear Wozniak's Deep Adventure Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Alveda King of Priest for Life with Pro-Life Update. Even if you've never been involved in an abortion, you can help those who have had abortions to make their voices heard. 
The Silent No More Awareness Campaign mobilizes men and women who have lost children to abortion. The campaign helps these men and women find healing and gives them opportunities in organized gatherings to share their testimonies of pain and healing. You can serve as a regional coordinator to organize events at which these women and men will speak up and say, I regret my abortion and I regret lost fatherhood. These events reach the public with the messages that abortion is a dead end and empty promise and that the doors of the church are open to all who seek forgiveness. Become a regional coordinator. Find out more at silentnomoreawareness.org. This is Alveda King on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. To help you get more from the Global Catholic Network, EWTN offers a monthly program guide completely free of charge. This handy schedule tells you where to look for your favorite Catholic programs. For your free guide, write to EWTN Program Guide, Irondale, Alabama, 35210. On the next Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. We'll keep you closely connected to the faith with the latest from Rome, the front lines of the pro-life movement, and we'll also take a look at other crucial issues facing you and your family in our one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Catholic Connection, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And uh, the reason why our radio show is known to be the greatest radio show in the history of the universe is because we have incredible guests. And uh, one of my favorite things to do is to talk story with the young lions uh, of the church. And we have uh, Father Richard McNally with us. He's uh, a priest at St. Martha's in uh, Porter, Texas. And we're going to be rolling thunder into Porter, Texas on August tw- on October 22nd to hold a men's rally at the beginning of uh, our uh, reality TV show that's going to ha- have us roll thunder out into the Big Bend country of Texas. And so uh, we have a young lion with us. Uh, Father Richard McNally, aloha. Welcome to our show. Aloha there. Uh, great to be here. Honored to be here. Well, you know, everybody everybody wants to know what you had for breakfast today. <laughs> uh, this is actually one of those questions we sometimes use as an icebreaker with the youth. Um, I, I had a strange breakfast. I uh, hope I don't scare your radio listeners. Um, but uh, the normal part was a uh, tortilla and an egg uh and then the strange part was uh, a medley blended at a very high speed of uh spinach almonds brazil nuts cinnamon and uh blueberries with some yogurt and a strange uh probiotic drink that i'm growing in the corner of the kitchen so really you're growing a probiotic drink uh, yeah, I've, it's, it's actually, it, it sounds, uh, weirder than it is, but it's, it's like a, some kind of water kefir, um, and it, it grows in a jar in the corner. So. Well, I have some stuff growing in a jar in my fridge, but I'm not really sure what that is, but <laughs> you know, I'm not so, sure if you want to drink it. it. It's so funny how, you know, I, I asked you that because, you know, nowadays, on Facebook, people always post what they're eating. And about a year ago, I posted, you know, uh, Facebook isn't letting me take pictures, so I can't um, I can't send you a picture of what I'm eating. Uh, but if you want to know, just text me back. And all these people texted me back <laughs> what I had for breakfast. Hey, but, you know, based on that, it sounds like you are, 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 have a, 
you know, a, a healthy uh, approach to, you know, your physical life. Um, what else do you do? Do you, are, do you uh, work out or how do you, what's your physical regimen? Uh, yeah, I usually do exercise. I'm sort of on the DL right now. I hurt my back while exercising, but uh, I am uh, usually a runner uh, and bicycle. Actually, where I where I live here in the parish, we're in sort of a piney uh, woods part of Texas, and uh, a lot of trails for biking and running. It's a great place. You know, I've bicycled through Houston once. It's actually, wow. It was actually uh, a mistake. Actually, I didn't get to go through Houston. I was bicycling from San Diego to Jacksonville, Florida. And I don't know if you remember Tropical Storm Allison. Yes. But, but yeah, as I left San Antonio and approached, I was like maybe 10 miles outside of Houston. That tropical storm hit. I had to go almost all the way up to Bryan College Station to get around all the flooding. So didn't quite uh, bicycle through Houston. But um, but. Uh, you know, I, I have my I have had my experience of bicycling in Texas. It took me, I think, eight days or nine days to get across the state of Texas. So, so we're we're going to do a different sort of cycling though this this time when we come. We're going to be doing uh, the the uh, the long ride home reality TV show for EWTN, and so we're going to be doing that men's rally uh, at at your church. Can you tell people where it's where they where it's going to be? Uh, so it'll be in the Family Life Center, which is kind of on a, a near the street corner of Woodland Hills Parkway and uh, North Park. Um, we actually have two campuses here at the church. So we have uh, the campus where the old church was, which is now part of the school system that we have there. Um, and it'll be on that older campus. So it's going to be so cool, Father, because... Um... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on my Harley in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and rolling thunder out to uh, Houston. And then as I roll thunder into the into the city, uh, one man at a time is going to join up with me. We have about six or seven other riders. And then, of course, our whole film crew is coming. And uh, we'll hook up with them one man at a time. And then we're going to roll thunder right into that men's rally around 8 or 8.30 in the morning. And uh, we're going to share our testimonies and kind of stir up a little bit of thunder and lightning in the, in the hearts of the men there. So we're excited about doing that. And then we're going to roll thunder down into um, the inner city, the Catholic Charismatic Center, and uh, distribute uh, some of Jason Jones and Maggio Dei packages to the homeless. And then we're going out in the Big Bend country, and we're going to be pursuing, pursuing the interior life of prayer. So these kind of gnarly men <clears throat> are going to be uh, spending each morning in, uh, in Mass and then also uh, uh, using the Liturgy of the Hours. And we're going to just kind of be transparent with each other about the struggles and uh, different uh, seasons in our lives in regards to our pursuit of intimacy with God. So you guys are you guys are kind of our kickoff point. So you're kind of our kickstarter to the to the reality show. So we're very grateful for you inviting us. Sure, we look forward to this too. Uh, that your description sounds awesome, I think. <laughs> if anybody was listening that and hopefully they're sold. So. Well, you know, also we want to invite people who are not just members of the church, anyone to come. And, you know, uh, if you ride a Harley, ride it there that morning, uh, because when we roll thunder afterwards, uh, you can join us. You can escort it for escort us for a half hour or so as, we, as we're rolling uh, to the next place. So uh, go to our website, deepadventure.com, and find out more about the long ride home. Okay, but um, enough about the long ride home. I would like to hear about uh, Father Richard McNally. Your, there's people that I, you know, I pray the novena 
I'm always praying a novena. I'm never not praying a novena. I found the rosary to be so powerful. And I often am praying for people's conversion. Uh, some may know Jesus, but they want to know him more deeply. And someone asked the other day, she said, you know, I, you know, I believe in Jesus and I have a relationship with Jesus, but it just ha- hasn't clicked. And, and uh, I know that you've had uh, this experience. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you describe uh, your conversion? H- how do you describe that moment when it kind of clicked or that process to getting there? Yeah, uh, that was a big moment for me, maybe in some ways the biggest in my life because it changed the direction. I think that's part of the, the click is that uh, it's not just that... I felt more connected to Jesus, but my life changed afterwards. Um, so I, I was actually in college uh, when I kind of had this click, uh, this conversion in my life. And um, I mean, to, to kind of make a long story short, it was a series of just uh, prayerful events. Uh, one of them was I was on a retreat and uh, my first retreat, actually, ever. And I went to a monastery, which uh, was a lot more modern than I would have thought it would have been. And uh, there I was just praying, um, and I had this sort of meditation of maybe Jesus sitting across from me, and uh, in it, in uh, in a box in front of us, between us, was uh, His will, His plan for my life. I didn't open the box. I just kind of thought about what could be in there, the good, the bad. Um, and uh, I realized somewhere in this meditation, like, I don't know that I can say yes to the box because the stuff that I really hold on to that I really want, I'm afraid that it's not in there. And at the time I was dating somebody and I was thinking, like, I'm not sure she's in this box. Um, so, it, you know, moments like that really kind of, I think, put the pressure on me to make some decisions about my life, to really be honest about if I wanted to be a follower of Jesus. Um, and uh, really, it was it was a Good Friday experience. I was at my home parish. I'd come home from college, and uh, the pastor was reading out of the diary of St. Faustina for the Stations of the Cross. I had never met this new pastor. I had never heard of the Diary of St. Faustina or the message of Divine Mercy. But uh, something in that diary, the, the quotes, the dialogue of Jesus and St. Faustina, spoke to me in, in a way that was just really um, personal. I think I knew for the first time personally that Jesus loved me. I almost felt as if he had said it to me himself. And um, I think there was a feeling, I certainly felt uh, amazingly loved, um, moved to tears at that, at that station of the cross. And, um, and then just afterwards, my life really changed. I had different desires, different emotions, uh, and different thoughts. And it was, it just, it lasted. So. Well, let, me, let me take you, I want to go back to that moment when it clicked. You're, you're um, going through the stations of the cross. Uh, there's words being read from uh, Saint Faustina. Something in your heart, a moment of grace, opened you to say yes to the Lord, and then you experienced this beautiful infusion. It wasn't just a knowledge of God's love. You actually experienced an infusion of God's love. Is that what you're describing to me? 
I think that's right. I uh, would say it certainly wasn't the information, um, but somehow the dialogue, that information that he was reading from, from this diary of St. Faustina, it um, it was like a personal encounter with God's love. And uh, we were reading about Divine Mercy, but I think at that moment in my life, I knew God's mercy for me. Uh, in a way I had never known before. You knew it. Uh, you knew it like you. Um, how can I say it? I mean, it's just not an, a, a mental thing. It's uh, deep down in your knower. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, there's just a knowing. I think. Yeah, I think some people would say in my in your heart kind of thing. Like yeah. So you, so you know, God will infuse us with. Uh, you know, frankly, you know, the beatific vision is going to be ecstasy. We're going to be enraptured. Uh, Our emotions, our mind, our will, our intellect is just going to be kind of like all senses are going to be going off when we see Jesus, when we see God face to face. And God gives us a taste, uh, like the sweetest taste of honey, that experience while we're here, almost like uh, having that moment of seeing the Holy Grail and then following and pursuing, uh, you know, the Bible says, seek peace, pursue it. And we really have that sense of peace and we're just drawn in his footsteps, you know, to, to follow him and, and, to, and to draw closer to him. But there are people out there that are wondering, well, you know, I'm open to re- experiencing and, 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 and uh, having that personal encounter with Jesus. I'm open to it. Why don't I experience that? And... A part of it is um, God didn't say I'm the rewarder of those who are open to uh, to experiencing me. He said I'm the rewarder of those who diligently seek me. You had put yourself in a position of a seeker uh, through the retreat and then being there on Good Friday. Uh, press into the Lord. And you know the Lord <laughs> keeps himself secret. Uh just enough so that those who don't want to know him won't see him, but just enough so that those who do want to see him will find him. And Jesus said, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. But you have to seek, you have to knock. And you can do that through um, you know, the spirituality of the church and uh, through the sacraments. So what was your, what was your, the next morning when you woke up, what was your life like? Well, uh, as I was leaving the church that day, I took every uh, information I could find on Divine Mercy and the diary. Um, And uh, the next morning, I mean, I think I woke up, one, with a sense of mission. Like, uh, I was determined to read more of that diary and to seek Christ even more than I had sought Him before. And uh, I think I woke up with a real sense of happiness, like what I'd been longing for all my life, I finally found it. You know, it's one of the tests for sainthood is, you know, yet your your teaching is pure and you've lived a good moral life and your beliefs are pure. But also one of the tests for sainthood is, does this, did this person live a life of joy? When you're in the presence of the Lord, you're just... Um, in, in spite of adversity and even on happiness because of happenings in your life, there's this deep sense of joy and the sense of wonder and this sense of beyond all of this, the hope, you know, that, um, <clears throat> that we will see him face to face and the experience. So, so what, what happened in the trajectory of your life then um, uh, after that, con- I would say, uh, personal encounter? Uh, well, this will... 
I think partly because of my my age at the time, I, I went home. Well, I went back to to college. I was studying in St. Louis at the time, and uh, all I did at the time was read this diary. I mean, I I went to class, uh, but I stopped studying and doing some other things that I probably should have been doing. But uh, I, I think I was just really um, consumed in some way by this new desire to just know Christ. And so I prayed a lot. Um, and I started reading this diary of St. Faustina, you know, front to uh, back cover, um, pretty much nonstop or any free time that I had, I'd, I'd use it. And, uh, I think slowly things became more balanced and it took a lot longer, I think, for uh, the real work, you know, becoming a virtuous man and trying to uh, really listen to the Lord in my life and live it out uh, in a daily life, in a daily way. Um, That took years, but eventually, you know, it kind of led me towards the seminary and uh, towards my vocation now as a priest. So does that mean that everybody that has a personal encounter like this has to be is going to become a priest and a nun? That's kind of scary. <laughs> uh, that would be, I guess, because everybody I think is called to have that personal encounter. But no, not everybody's called to be a, a nun or a priest. Um, but I, I think out of everybody's personal encounter, you know, their vocation, their mission really comes to the forefront. And uh, so whatever they're called to do, I think the Lord is going to put it on their heart. Maybe not in an immediate and clear way, but um, in a way that, you know, begins to develop and begins to really um, manifest in over the years. It's interesting looking back how you can see uh, the Holy Spirit guiding you. And sometimes the vision that God has for your life is back in, like back in the day when they used to have the, uh, you know, the, the take a photograph and you would go into a dark room. And then uh, gradually, the image on that photographic plate would uh, would would gradually fade in and and become more and more clear. And um, we're going to uh, talk a little bit more about how Father uh, discerned uh, God's will for his life, and also about uh, his day to day spirituality and walk with the Lord, and how we can uh, have a pattern of of uh, devotion to the Lord through our lives. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. We're talking with Father Richard McNally from St. Martha's Catholic Church in Houston, we're gonna, where we're going to roll thunder on October 22nd for a men's rally. Seven, seven bikers are going to ride roll thunder with me into that church, and then we're rolling thunder into the Big Ben Country for a reality TV show called The Long Ride Home with uh, for EWTN. So we'll be right back with uh, Father Richard. Deep Adventure Radio. The bold standard in radio. For today. Tonight. Tomorrow. It's a new season. EWTN News Nightly. Catholic coverage you can believe in. Fresh content from our nation's capital to the Vatican. Your news now in today's world. Don't miss a night of EWTN News Nightly. Weeknights on EWTN. The young people are the future of the church. And right here, they are also the present. Let your faith catch on fire as you get to know the young guests who stand up firm for their faith on the Rock of Christ, forever young. On the next Life on the Rock, only on EWTN. Life on the Rock is seen and heard around the world on EWTN. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha. This is Bear Wozniak. 
from deepadventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue segment. I was remembering this morning when my son Jeremiah, who's just a great surfer, you'll read about him in my book, uh, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. The first chapter talks about when he dropped into 70-foot surf at Outside Alligators on the north shore of Oahu. But this time, we didn't know all that God had in store for him. But at the age of 13, he had just gotten his first clothing sponsor, and they were taking a bunch of young guys down to Mexico for a photo shoot down into Baja. There's like trucks and vans, and they got down to San Miguel, and they set up a campsite, and they all went out and surfed in the golden light, and the photographers were just eating it up, getting a lot of great shots. And they came in, and he was exhausted. He set up his tent, went inside, but he was so smart because he knew there were banditos about, and so he attached his leash to his ankle that was attached to a surfboard that was just outside the tent. And he just slept so blissfully and so peacefully, a great night's sleep, excited about the next day, you know, going to get his picture in magazines and things like that. And he wakes up and he pulls, he goes to take his leash off his ankle and the leash comes right inside the tent. He runs outside. The surfboard is gone. And not only that, but his wetsuit and his booties are gone. The banditos came in the middle of the night and stole them from him. And I'm thinking about this. How many men are just like that? Lying in repose, just kind of drifting through life, not really being aware of what was happening with their children, with their families. There's a verse in Ephesians 5.14 that says, Awake thou that sleeps, and the light of Christ will shine on you. Men, awaken, wake up. Look, the enemy is on the prowl looking to take your family. Pray for them. Be alert. Don't fall asleep spiritually. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is the place where we uh, try to exhibit masculine spirituality. Uh, You know, the people who listen to our show aren't just men, though. Um, There are so many women, especially younger women, that are looking for a true model of masculine spirituality as they seek out, you know, potential, you know, husband and things like that. Uh, We're not the, 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 the provincial buffoons that the media and the world today tries to make us out to be. Out to be. We're, not, we're not all knuckle-draggers, lustful, clueless, uh, meaningless, empty life. We are uh, men that are called by God to lay down our lives in servanthood and, in, uh, and to, to walk deeply and to pursue a, a depth of spirituality with Jesus, a uh, relationship with God. And uh, to that end, we have a new reality show called Long Ride Home. It's going to be airing on EWTN. And in fact, it's a, it's a 10 episodes. So we are going to begin shooting the reality show. I'm going to ride my Harley from Cocoa Beach, Florida, across toward Houston, Texas. And as I roll thunder into Houston... Um, on Saturday morning, one by one, six other men are going to join up with me uh, on this quest, and we're going to roll thunder into St. Martha's Catholic Church, Father Richard McNally's church there, and we're going to be uh, having a men's rally, which you're invited to no matter where you are in the country. You should come to this men's rally. Uh, we're going to give personal testimony, and then if you ride, uh, you can roll thunder with us and escort us uh, on the next phase of our reality show for a, a half hour or so. Uh, but we're, we are challenging men to deeper and more masculine uh, spirituality um, and and learning to uh, really uh, take up our, our sword. Uh, you know how many men uh, get up an hour early and spend time with the Lord, slaying dragons for their families before they even you know open their eyes. And so we we have this challenge for men. We have. 
Father Richard McNally with us, and we've been talking about his own call to his vocation. And as you as you uh, hear this, you can hear, you can sense a kind of that pursuit, uh, that how you can uh, discern God's will for your life too. So, uh, Father, so as as you begin to go deeper with God, you begin to realize what was inside that box. Yeah, I think that was part of the fun was unpacking uh, God's real plan for my life and. Uh, and as you mentioned, joy, I mean, it really was, um, <laughs> I used to be bored, unhappy, uh, kind of living out my own plan for my life, um, a lot of failure in there too. And uh, really, I was uh, enthralled by what was in there, and I loved uh, kind of trying to live out that daily mission. Isn't it interesting, you know, Father, <clears throat> when I was 19 years old, I had an encounter with Jesus. I surrendered my life to him, and I had a just a, a, a beautiful, unbelievable experience. In fact, when I found John, uh, St. John of the Cross's book, Dark Night of the Soul, I read the first few pages, and I go, well, I'm so glad I don't have to go through that spot. I, I, I skipped right past that. I'm already at nuptial love, you know. But, um, but I found that there are seasons in our life and how God works to strip us of our own agendas. And there was a season about six or seven months later where, you know, I kept calling Jesus Lord, and then I was almost like the Lord said, Oh, yeah? Am I your Lord? And I began to get so much, uh, I I would say, subtle pressure from people around me that I should be a priest. But I remembered when I was a senior in high school or junior in high school, having this experience and the sense of wonder of what it would like to be a father. It it went right into the core of my being. Uh, It was such a sense of wonder that every decision I made after that had to do with someday I'm going to be a father and raising children and how do I best prepare uh, to be that, that person for them. And to provide for them. And so I had this great desire to be married. But it came to a point where I had to lay it down. And I remember uh, for months or I, I couldn't surrender my will to God because I, I didn't want to be a priest. You know, I was, I, I just, just I, but, but I wanted to do God's will. So I was wrestling kind of like when Jacob wrestled. And then I went on this extended fast, about an eight-day fast. And I went up to the Benedictine uh, Monastery in Pecos, New Mexico. And I had this... Uh, this this roommate there, I didn't know. He came in later after I was struggling, trying to fall asleep, and he just knelt by his next to his bed and he just prayed si- uh, very quietly for over an hour. Lord, I love you and I give you my life. And finally, I got to the point where, as hard as it was to surrender my life to Jesus, it was harder not to. And I surrendered my life to Jesus. Finally, say, "Here, Lord, you can have it all, whatever you want." And the next morning is when I met my wife. Wow. So, so um, God, ha- but God is asking. I remember once leading a young man to the Lord who played the drums, and I said, "You know, God is asking you. You know, it was, I, I won't go through all the details, but he said his number one personality was that he was a drummer." And I said, "Well, God wants you to give that up. You have to give up everything, every agenda that you have for your life. Surrender it to Him, and then when you, when if God asks you to pick it up again, He will be able to bless it and use it. And then later on, He actually began began a, a Christian band. But first, He had to be willing to surrender. So, can you talk to us about that moment of surrender and uh, the moment of when you picked up, uh, kind of like the rod of Moses, and began to p- pursue God's will? <laughs> sure. Well, I think sometimes this moment happens every day, right? Uh, It's not just a a one-and-done deal, but um, I think there have been clear times, uh, moments of surrender, 
um, I mean, one, I kind of mentioned my, my own experience in the monastery and, uh, that kind of meditation where I have the box in front of me that has God's will. And at the time I really wasn't able to surrender my plans. I had been living my life the way I wanted to, uh, the way I thought best. Um, but I, I think the funny thing is, you know, as scary as surrender looks like, I really wasn't honest with myself. I wasn't honest with how much my own plans were just rooted in my own fears and my, uh, desires at the time were rooted in, you know, all the hurt and difficult situations I had lived, um, just how unhappy I was making myself by pursuing my own plans. Uh, it was just kind of strange that I never really was honest with myself that, you know, I'm not really good at running my own life. This is, <laughs> this is not working. Um, but, uh, no, I think it's true. I've had these moments, uh, maybe, even entering seminary, uh, there were a lot of things I think I was attracted to. I wanted to be a father. I, I am, uh, although I didn't really know how that was going to work out as a priest. Um, and there were people, you know, I could have seen myself marrying. But uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, even before I entered seminary, I had to have another one of those come to Jesus moments where. You know, maybe there in the chapel, uh, I was living kind of a, at a college campus, but in a Newman Center. So there's a chapel nearby. I just had this moment um, where I had to tell the Lord, look, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to give you control. And uh, that was really hard, surrendering control of myself, my future, my life. And uh, just trusting that he had a plan that was going to make me really happy and better off than my own. Yeah, isn't that shocking <laughs> that your creator who gave you uh, new and right desires, uh, who gave you, who, who, who plan, you know, formed you in his image and, and, and knows you. You know, when we're conceived uh, by our human parents, you know, our you know we have our our you know our our bodies are 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 conceived, but at that same moment, God the Father plants within us a spiritual soul, a rational soul, our spirit, and in that spirit is is who we are, uh, more than what our color of our eyes or what our hair looks like. He created you, even if. In your mother's and father's eyes, you were a mistake. Not in his eyes, because at that moment, he gave you the dig dignity of a, of a spirit that is you, uniquely you. And who would know better than God, your father, uh, what would bring you fulfillment and ultimate happiness? I remember when I was a senior in college, my dad sat down with me and he said, what are you going to do with your life? And I, and I said, I don't know, dad, help me. And he so easily was able to point to me what my gifts were and what my interests were. Things I didn't even see when he would say, I go, yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. That is me. That is who I am. And he helped guide me into the decisions I made you know, for career choices and things like that. Who better than your heavenly Father who loves you and created our spirit in such a unique and special way to know what plans he has for us that would, that would complete us and help fulfill us? So, yeah. So true. 
Yeah, and it, it's just it's just the beautiful the the uh, it. But it takes a humility. I have a friend right now who's considering becoming a Catholic, and he's a Baptist minister. And his his big struggle is, can I surrender to an institution? <laughs> you know, like like the Catholic Church, he sees it as some big institution that wants to uh, lord it over his life. But for if he does surrender, he'll no longer be able to do beach weddings. You know, he's married and has a child. He won't be. You know, so there are things. But there's something beautiful about absolute surrender. When you read the imitation of Christ, just, you know, obedience. There's something just so beautiful about that. We're talking with Father Richard McNally. He's a pastor at St. Martha's Catholic Church in, is it Porter? Is that how you say it? Porter, Texas. That's right, but only only the vicar, not the pastor. He, he's a, Okay, he's the vicar. He's only the vicar. He's only a Catholic priest. I mean, our Catholic priests... Not only are they trained in philosophy and theology, but they're formed. They go through a formation process where they, where they learn, where they develop the, the the humility of prayer. And we're going to talk about uh, the Ignatian form of spirituality with Father Richard when we come back. This is your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We'll be back with more Deep Adventure Radio. International Deep Adventure Radio. It's very easy because EWTN does all the hard work. You just let others know. Tune in and they can see for themselves what a beautiful gift our church is. In Mark 16, verse 15, Jesus commanded us to go into the whole world and proclaim the good news to all creation. Those words are the heart of the call of the EWTN media missionaries, volunteers who help create awareness of EWTN in parishes and communities across the United States. Through EWTN, I've grown in my faith. I can point others to certain programs that provide them with the resources they need to understand their faith. If you consider what Jesus did for us on the cross, it's a small way to give back to Him. With as little as 10 minutes a month, you can help spread the word. Call today, 1-205-795-5771 or log on to our website, EWTNMissionaries.com and find out how easy it is to be an EWTN Media Missionary. It's about virtue, truth, strength, beauty, faith. It's about grace. Listen to Women of Grace with Jeanette Bankovic weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern only on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. All across the nation, people are tuning in to truth on the EWTN Radio Network. Even though I am a Southern Baptist, I love my local Catholic radio station, and I recommend it to all my friends, Catholic and non-Catholic. Since I joined the church a decade ago, access to Catholic radio has been a must for me and my family. To have EWTN broadcasting locally with such faith-filled and wholesome programs is a real blessing. To find out more, go to EWTN.com radio. Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We have with us today a young lion, Father Richard McNally. He's the vicar 
at uh, St. Martha Catholic Church in Houston, where we're going to be rolling thunder on October 22nd. <clears throat> Women, get your men to, to fly to Texas, or if you're in the area, come uh, at 8 a.m. Uh, we're going to have mass, and then we're going to have a men's rally. Uh, I'm going to be riding my motorcycle for a reality TV show that we're, that we're shooting for EW10. We're going to roll thunder from Cocoa Beach, Florida, and as I enter Houston, six of my friends are going to, one by one, hook up with me as I, as I ride by them, and we're going to roll thunder right over to St. Martha's Catholic Church, and we're going to do a men's rally where we're going to share our testimony and challenge the men to go deeper with God. And then we're going to roll thunder up into the Big Bend country of Texas, and we're going to have mass every day, and we're going to be very transparent and have dialogue about the pursuit of intimacy with God, the contemplative life, and uh, the interior life. So uh, come join us in in uh, Texas, and when we're done with the men's rally, you can actually, if you ride motorcycles, you can roll thunder with us, escort us for a little bit on our way out of town. So we're with Father Richard McNally. He's one of our young priests, and we're talking about his... Uh, encounter with Jesus when it clicked for him, uh, and then uh, what, how he developed his spirituality in, in the uh, tradition of the Ignatian uh, spirituality. Can you share with us a little bit about how we can learn from you to uh, incorporate that into our lives? Sure. Uh, I mean, Ignatian spirituality, which is founded on the kind of the life and teachings of the uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, uh, it's pretty broad. But um, I think there's some key points that uh, everybody in the church could benefit from. You don't have to be a Jesuit. I'm not a Jesuit uh, to benefit from the founder of the Jesuits, St. Ignatius. Um, you know, one of the key things he was uh, teaching his followers is uh, discernment of spirits. And there are, there are lots of great books uh, and guides on discernment of spirits. But uh, basically, Ignatius, starting from his own conversion story, kind of has this idea that uh, really uh, everybody is being in some way spoken to uh by the Holy Spirit, and uh, a lot of times also by what he calls the enemy of human nature, maybe evil spirits. or uh, And that can be as simple as something like temptation, right? We all think uh, the devil and his angels sort of tempt us, um, tempt our minds and hearts. But uh, I really found some of those teachings, he has rules for the discernment of spirits, uh, really insightful to help everybody, well, to help me uh, become aware of my heart and what's going on in my spiritual life, and then uh, to understand um, how you know the dynamics are working, who's talking to me, where is this coming from, um, where are these suggestions, these desires leading me to. And um, and then to respond accordingly. I, I mean, I just feel like it's such a simple, simple set of rules, simple idea, but uh, it really works wonders when you're trying to advance spiritually, because all of us, you know, we have desires and suggestions just kind of come to our mind every day about what, like what to do and um you know, how we're doing. And uh, it just turns out that a lot of those suggestions may not be from the Lord. Um, and so to have a healthy sense of discernment can really help anybody who's advancing in their spiritual life. You know, this is, I've never heard anybody uh, say this before on my radio show. It's so well put uh, that we live in a world, even from when St. Ignatius was alive, it was 
there was a cacophony of conflict and things around him. But in our world today, there's even more voices. Uh, in mm-hmm. his day, the voices came by social pressure, political pressure, war, and and uh, maybe people, individuals in his life. But there's such a cacophony of voices now in our lives. Uh, I remember I went my last book I wrote, uh, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. I went out on cruise ships um, for a total of 18 days. Like the great, you know, so many writers, London and Hemingway, would escape on a ship to write. And I would go up to the Serenity Deck and write, but it was the only place where I could find peace of mind. I, you would think on a cruise ship people would be going out to enjoy the sea, and all there was was an explosion of, of music and television and movies, and it was just like, it was like uh, an invasion of your soul. And in our lives today, we have music, we have TV, we have radio. Uh, it just seems to be endless uh, in, you know, a cacophony of voices. Um, and then, of course, there's the social pressure and social mores around us uh, that we even more than ever need to find that place of discerning God's voice in the midst of it. I mean, I basically don't watch the news. I watch college football. Otherwise, I'm not watching TV. Um, and, I, and I spend my evenings really in prayer and reading usually. But um, how do people discern where the voice of God is? How do we develop a keen ear to hear God's voice? Sure. Well, you kind of mentioned that when you talk about the serenity deck on the cruise ship. Uh, it really starts by this awareness and uh, becoming aware of what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What's going on inside of you? You really can't do that unless you're on a serenity deck. You can't do that if you're you know, watching TV. <laughs> you're not being very reflective usually when you're watching TV. Um, and so I guess like looking for those places of silence, those places of prayer or where you can begin to even hear your own thoughts, those serenity decks, um, I think that's the first start uh, so that you can become aware of what's going on inside. Um, and then once you can become aware of the various thoughts and movements in your soul that are going on, then you can be able to kind of judge, like, I think this one's God. Um, I don't think that one's God. And uh, that's that's really where it starts, is finding a place where you can even become aware. Um, and then you can begin to understand and respond. You know, and the Catholic Church has just this great pattern of prayer that I encourage everyone uh, to pray, and that's the Liturgy of the Hours. You know, start with Mass if you can, but to pray throughout the day. I really pray, I pray the morning, the evening, and I do the Office of Readings. But I start out my mornings in prayer. I mean, I, a cup of coffee, <laughs> of course, but out on the, on my deck, look overlooking the ocean, before sunrise, about 20 minutes before sunrise, I start my prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours, and I meditate on at least two or three pages of the Catholic Catechism. You know, I meditate on the imitation of Christ in a, in a, a book by the, about the early fathers by Mike Aquilina. But I start my day with, a, with, with prayer and, you know, quieting uh, the inner turmoil. And then if I do that through the day, when you pray in the Liturgy of the Hours, there's that moment when you sense you hear God's voice. I mean, not really hear it, but you just have a sense of God's presence. And then you want to stay in touch with God's presence all throughout the day. But once you've 
heard that still small voice, you're more able to, uh, you know, stay close and, and, um, and, you know, and you want to uh, abide in his presence. We've been talking with Father Richard McNally, one of the Young Lions Catholic priest who praised God for our, our Catholic priest. What a dedication and devotion and a response to God's call. Uh, he's the vicar at St. Martha's Catholic Church in Houston, Texas, where we're going to be rolling thunder on October 22nd. We're holding a men's rally. We're riding in on Harleys as part of our EWTN Reality TV show, Long Ride Home. And we're going to start it there. So you're welcome. And, you know, uh, men, come from all over the country, all over the world, if you want to. Come join us in Houston, Texas, and um, join us for um, our quest to go deeper with God. Father Richard, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Okay. Thank you so much. I will be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Surf's Up, real and radical ways to live your faith. Hi, this is Randy Haynes, Catholic author and co-founder of Integrated Catholic Life e-magazine with another episode of Surf's Up. I want to talk to you today about leading an integrated Catholic life and three obstacles that get in the way of leading that kind of life. What is an integrated life? It's being the same authentic Catholic in all areas of your life, work with family and at Mass on Sunday. The first obstacle is silos. Think about how often we try to be three different people and we try to have walls up between the different areas of our lives. Let's tear those walls down. I know that many of us have been trained to do that from a young age, but if we can get rid of those walls and be one person all the time, it's healthier emotionally, spiritually, and physically for us to do that. The next part is time. I want you to think about time. How often do we try to wedge Jesus into our busy days? You know, you think about it, we're busy, we're running around, going around like crazy, and at 2.15 we think, oh, it's time for prayer. Well, why don't we plan our prayer lives first, our time with Him first? plan that, and then build our day around that. Surrender is very simple. We are all sinful, and we're sinful mainly because of the sin of pride. We carry pride around in everything we do. It affects everything we do. We want to do things our way. We ask God to be the co-pilot. That's the wrong approach. We need to surrender, put him first, put our pride aside, and let him reign. So let's get our priorities straight. Christ first, family second, and work third. So those three obstacles, again, are silos, time, and surrender. Let's think about getting rid of them. This is Randy Hain, editor of Integrated Catholic Life magazine, with another episode of Surf's Up. Surf's Up. Go deep or go home. Aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Thank you for joining us on our quest. We're excited about our new reality show. We're shooting it. We're going to start shooting. Actually, we're starting to shoot it now, but the Long Ride Home actual reality show portion of that, we're going to start to shoot in a couple weeks. We're going to be out at Father Richard McNally's, uh, where he's the vicar at St. Martha's in Houston, Texas, October 22nd at 8 a.m. So come join us, and then seven of us are going to roll thunder out in the Big Bend country of Texas. I do a reality shoot as we go deeper into the life of contemplative prayer. You guys, my book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, is, a, is a available at our website, deepadventure.com. And also, you can track what we're doing on our ride by going there. There's a pull-down tab called Long Ride Home. You can track us there, and you can get do-rags and uh, uh, motorcycle patches of the Long Ride Home there also. You can get vests. So go to our website. You can get the Hawaiian fish hook that I wear, which reminds us that we're to be fishers of men. 
we have T-shirts. We have all kinds of cool gear there. And, of course, my book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. But you know what? Um, we want to ask you also to subscribe to our newsletters. If you do, you get uh, this radio show sent out to you the day before it actually airs. So that's pretty cool. And we want you to be part of our ohana. We want you to be part of our tribe. Uh, until next week, I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. This is Deep Adventure Radio. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio, 